Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Magazine and sponsored by Steer. Broadcasting from the Oilfield Expert Studios. Oilfield Experts, where you get the right products right now. In the Oil Patch is where, together, we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto, and today we have a great show lined up for you. We have and will be joined by Jim Beck, who is the chairman of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, as well as Kylie Wright, who is the lead researcher on a project that will be released in November 2018 called Sustainable Water Management Policy Regulatory Framework Practices and Opportunities in the Texas Oil and Gas Industry. But first, before we get them on the show, I want to talk to you about our latest issue of Shell Magazine. I am definitely impressed with this issue. Shell Magazine had the opportunity to catch up with the CEO of Oasis Petroleum, Inc., Tommy News. I encourage you to go to shellmag.com, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, and learn about Oasis Petroleum and Tommy News. Speaking of Shell Magazine, I want to talk to you about our fourth annual State of Energy Luncheon happening on August 29th in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. Come on down to Corpus Christi, enjoy a little bit of the sea breeze and learn a lot about oil and gas. Um, We are currently right now looking for sponsors and of course ticket sales uh, are going. It will be a sold out event. So if you're interested in coming to Corpus Christi on August 29th and being a part of Shell Magazine's State of Energy and learning all about what's going on in the Corpus Christi area as well as the Permian Basin area, I encourage you to visit shellmag.com, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com to uh, learn more and of course purchase tickets to attend. Be sure to join us the night before on August 28th at 6.30 p.m. at the beautiful Omni Hotel in Corpus Christi, Texas. So we will enjoy an amazing networking mixer with plenty of drinks and delicious hors d'oeuvres. On hand will be Suncoast Resources and Marathon Oil. So come join us on August 28th at 6.30 p.m. at the beautiful Omni Hotel in Corpus Christi. For more information, go to shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com slash S-O-E. Be sure to bring plenty of business cards and I look forward to seeing you there. You know, our show airs in all markets in Texas, uh, primarily in Houston and Austin, San Antonio, Permian Basin area, Corpus Christi. And there's a nonprofit out there called Future of the Region of South Texas. It actually is covering 47 counties in South Texas that they look at what is in the best interest for South Texas in areas of transportation, water, oil and gas, border issues, you name it. And this year, their conference will be held in Laredo on September 12th at the Texas A&M International University Student Center. I encourage you, if you want to be involved, if you're living in South Texas, this is a conference for you. Um, And I truly hope that you will get involved. If you um, want to make a difference in where you're living, this is the conference for you to attend. But for more information, visit future region stx.org and i hope to see you there 
But now it's time to bring on our resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine, David Blackman. David, welcome back this week. Hey, it's another beautiful day in Texas. Exactly. A little hot out there. Um, David, let's talk about, there's some really uh, interesting news that's breaking. It's obviously the sanctions uh, coming on to Iran that President Trump is reinstating this week. And there's a lot of buzz going on about that. But of course, I want to know what you think about it. And, and more importantly, is it the right move for uh, President Trump? And then how is this going to affect the oil and gas or crude oil prices and the supply? Or will it have an impact on it? Yeah. Uh, it, well, first, uh, yes, I do think it's the right move, um, particularly, you know, since the president did announce he was pulling the, our country out of that. What well, was just really a, not a, an advisable agreement uh, for the Obama administration to enter into on behalf of this country. You know, Iran sponsors terrorism all over the world. They haven't stopped doing it. Uh, they got a bunch of money, $150 billion freed up. Thanks to that agreement, and um, you know, and they have just continued their terror-sponsoring ways. So, it's been ineffective to begin with, and there's no reason for the United States to have been in it in the first place. The European countries remain in it. They're they're encouraging their companies to continue to do business with Iran, but several big companies have already stopped. And uh, you know, over the next few months, as the sanctions go into place and penalties begin to be implemented by the United States on companies purchasing crude oil from Iran, uh, I suspect what we're going to see is most of Iran's supply taken off the market and because companies aren't going to want to buy oil that they have to pay a big fine for purchasing. So I do think it's the right move strategically, and, and it's the right move for this country and our, our principles uh, here in the United States. What about the supply, and then will it also affect oil prices? Yes. Uh, it, you know, the, we it will, uh, I think, curtail supply. You know, uh, Iran currently is putting, before Trump announced he was pulling the, the country out of the agreement back in June, um, Iran was exporting almost 800,000 barrels a day. That's down fairly significantly already. And uh, we can expect by the end of the year for them probably be to exporting fewer than half of that. Uh, less than 400,000. So that's a pretty significant hit on global supply, and it will put upward pressure on prices. What about the Energy Information Administration, their forecast that they were forecasting all prices are going to remain stable, even uh, move a little bit lower from now to the end of the year? Are you agreeing with that? No, no. I I read that, and I thought, well, I, I don't know what they're looking at, honestly. Of course, you know, there's a lot of smart people making those projections. Um, they've been wrong an awful lot uh, in spite of that. I think they're wrong about this. You know, we just had news uh, late last week that Saudi Arabia, you know, everyone had thought Saudi Arabia had, was going to uh, put another 400,000 barrels a day onto the market in July. They didn't do that. Uh, and so supply tightened significantly during July. There's been a lot of chatter about you know, the world's economy kind of slowing down. It's really not slowing down. Demand remains very robust. And and you have still Venezuela falling completely apart. I mean, we almost had an assassination of Maduro over the last weekend. And, you know, it, it, yeah, and Libya's production goes on and off, you know, just based on what battles being fought where on any given week. And, and so it, to to me, to think that we're in, entering a, a period of 
of declining prices seems counterintuitive to me. I, all I see is kind of upward pressure. I mean, I know early this past week, the prices did go down for a variety of very temporary reasons, uh, but it's not like it's going down to $50. It's going, it's fluctuating between 67 and 70, you know? Uh, so it's just, I, I, I don't see that. I don't understand their reasoning for it. And I think a month from now, we'll see another report from them predicting the price to go back up. Interesting. Well, let's switch gears real quick and talk about um, producing companies. They're missing out on higher oil prices because of their hedging programs. Tell, tell us a little bit about what is hed- the, how does the hedging programs work for these companies? Well, what happens is it's a bet that companies take uh, that over the next, say, let's just say, over the next two years, a company thinks that crude oil is not going to go above $60. And it's not going to go below $50. So they think, you know what, for the next two years, we're going to you know, go to a, an investment firm or, or bank or some other counterparty to a bet and say, look, we're willing to let you purchase all of our crude oil for $55 a barrel flat. And if the price goes above that, well, then we're going to lose money. If the price goes below that, we're going to, we're going to win this bet. But, but for the company, it is, the reason you do it is because you want to have a predictable cash flow. It allows companies to to plan their businesses properly. And that's the main thing companies really want is stability in prices so that they can properly plan their drilling programs and their capital investments. And so, yes, some companies did enter into some, some uh, hedges, uh, significant amounts of production through the end of this year and even into 2019 at prices lower than they are now. But the other side of that is, you know, they have very predictable cash flow and they're able to go about getting their business done. So it's, you know, and it's a bet. It's just like kind of going to Las Vegas or betting on the stock market. You know, it's just you're you're just trying to guess what the price is going to be and and try to win. Right? Exactly. Looking at it, it makes perfect sense because when oil went down below thirty dollars a barrel. And then, you know, of course, years before that, it was over $100 uh, a barrel. Those are some huge swings. <laughs> so it, it, it could kill a company quickly. So uh, Right. And when it, by the way, when it went to $30 a barrel, a lot of these same companies had hedges at 50 and 60 You know, so, <laughs> I mean, they kind of missed the downside, too. Exactly. Well, David, that is all the time we have for this week. Look forward to talking to you again next week when we can talk more energy and politics. Until then. Great. I'll look forward to it. And with that, we do have to take a quick break. But when we return, we will be joined by Kylie Wright and the chairman of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, Jim Beck. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. In the Oil Patch Radio Show is proud to bring you this week's Energy Minute, produced by shalemag.com. Here's Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your current industry update. This is Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your Energy Minute. Yesterday, China slapped tariffs on a range of oil products, liquefied petroleum gas and coal, as well as threatened to tax U.S. liquefied natural gas, a stinging rebuke since U.S. officials had pushed burgeoning U.S. energy exports as a way for China to trim its huge trade surplus. 
U.S. China this year imported 20% of America's still small but growing crude oil exports, which totaled 1.76 million barrels a day through June, according to a Citigroup analyst. It also bought 0.4 billion cubic feet a day of the 2.7 billion cubic feet a day of liquefied natural gas exported by the United States this year. WTI trimmed $2.39 yesterday to close the day at $66.76 a barrel. This is Ryan Sitton, and that's your Energy Minute. Listen to In the Oil Patch Radio and keep up with the oil and gas industry online at shalemag.com. From the industry's toughest frack equipment manufacturer comes the latest innovation in frack sand delivery. Introducing Sandforce, the new frack sand delivery system from Dragon. The unique design, double drop gravity fed discharge system is trailer mounted and unloads the standard 25 tons in less than 12 minutes. So go ahead, give yourself an unfair advantage. Put the power of Sandforce to work for you today. Call 800-231-8198. Again, that number is 800-231-8198 or visit dragonsandforce.com. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil Field Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto, and today we have a great show lined up. We have Jim Beck, who is the current chairman of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, and will also be joined by Kylie Wright, who is also assisting the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers in a white paper that we're going to be talking about. Jim, let me begin with you. I want to talk a little bit about the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers. They are a partner with Shell Magazine, and uh, and uh, you guys are uh, great as far as being an organization that helps energy producers, as well as um, you know looking out for the community. Let's begin by telling us a little bit about Texas Alliance of Energy Producers and uh, and your current role there. Well, Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, uh, we have over 2,600 members from all over the state of Texas and in every railroad district in the state of Texas. So our concern is, is both on a state level and on a federal level. Our primary objective, uh, first and foremost, is we're here to represent and protect uh, the small independent producers and service companies uh, in both the federal and state arenas as uh, they look at policies and uh, regulations that will affect our members. And so we are out there representing them, attempting to ensure that uh, that, that which is done by either the state or the feds has a minimal impact on our members. Kylie, I want to get to you and talk to me a little bit about how you're fitting into the alliance and this report that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Sure. Uh, so I am a consultant for the alliance. Uh, I am a geologist, and our wonderful president, John Tintera, hired me after I graduated with my master's uh, to direct their student membership program, which is an incredible program. It's uh, free for any student that wants to join us, and we're really trying to encourage our student membership program. And my other capacity is being the primary researcher on this um, white paper we're going to talk about. So um, I have uh, essentially come in as the third author 
fondness of coming white paper. And while we don't have John Tatera on the line, um, I do want to uh, discuss his role as being uh, the president of uh, the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers currently, as well as he's kind of the lead person pertaining to the uh, the white paper that we're getting ready to talk about. So I wanted to recognize him. And I also, uh, Kylie, wanted to just uh, briefly touch on you know, the, the alliance has really been great about understanding that it is the future leaders that uh, the oil and gas sector really needs to be identifying and bringing into the fold in oil and gas. Um, there's many, many occupations that uh, millennials, uh, students can go into, um, and the Texas Alliance has done an amazing job of really trying to attract and uh, bring in uh, a lot of uh, the people that are uh, might necessarily might not necessarily come into oil and gas or think about it go somewhere else and they're they're bringing them into the fold which is really good to see so let's get started with uh, the uh, Texas Alliance of Energy Producers you guys are getting ready to produce the 2018 sustainable water management policy regulatory framework practices and opportunities in the Texas oil and gas industry but before we get into into the 2018 report, I want to go back a little bit and talk about the 2014 report in which John Tatera and Blythe Lyons, who is also very experienced as a senior fellow for the Atlantic Council of Energy and Environment Programs, authored the Sustainable Water Management for the Texas oil and gas industry. Now that report was based on water here in Texas for the oil and gas industry, and it reviewed and examined things like legislative items, regulatory items, uh, operational solutions available to address the public's concern when it came down to the industry's needs. And so uh, that being said, I wanna see uh, or talk a little bit about that report. That report was created and and now you guys are coming online with a 2018 report. What uh, can we expect out of? Uh, well, first of all, let's let's cover who's running this project. John Tintera and Blythe Lyons are the project managers for this 2018 update, which is great because they have you know a really intimate connection with this information and they know what needs to be updated. And um, they've included me as a, as a third author and researcher. And so we are the, you know, three horsemen that are moving this down the field right now. And Jim, I wonder if you can tell me, you all have within the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers different committees. One of the committees specifically is uh, with uh, John Duran, who is the chairman of the Water Committee, who's also helping in this area to co-author this uh project as well, correct? So can we talk a little bit about that water committee, what it's designed to do, and how does it assist the alliance? Well, one of the things that, that changes dramatically between 2014 and 2018 was the, uh, obviously, shale production in the Permian Basin. And we've seen a dramatic change in the amount of water that is being produced between 2014 and 2018, where we're looking at upwards of seven to eight million uh, barrels per day of salt water and frack water that's being produced. And so this created an entirely new arena that, that we need to address, that uh, we've seen a dramatic change from 14 to 18. And that's why John agreed to come on 
as uh, John Durant agreed to come on as the head of the water committee, who actually is in the Midland and is well aware in uh, these new issues of how we handle all of this water uh, created a, an entirely new situation, both for regulators and for legislators and how to address all of this water, how we're going to handle it moving forward. And so the water committee is set up to, because of the fact that they're keenly aware of all that's going on there in, in the Permian Basin, uh, attempt to address what we can do moving forward and how we can handle this situation. Very good. Now, we are going to have to take a quick break, but when we return, I want to talk about the updates itself and the necessity for it. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, folks. Alvin Bailey here. Hey, did you know the Port of Corpus Christi is primed to become the energy port for the United States energy industry? Join us for the State of Energy Luncheon. It's going to be August the 29th from 1130 until 1 p.m. at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. Come early. Network with oil and gas professionals. Enjoy a great lunch. Hear a real energy discussion from industry professionals. It's August the 29th at 1130 at the Solomon Ortiz Center in Corpus Christi. This event will sell out, so log on now and get your tickets at shalemag.com. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oilfield Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. And our guest today is Jim Beck, who is the chairman of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers. And we're joined also by Kylie Wright, who is the lead research person for the 2018 uh, white paper that is scheduled to be released in November titled Sustainable Water Management Policy, Regulatory Framework, Practice and Opportunities in the Texas Oil and Gas you guys, uh, I want to take a look back at 2014's white paper and what was some of the data that came out of that um, before we get into the 2018. And so, Kylie, I'm wondering if you can talk to me a little bit about the white paper as of 2014. So the 2014 white paper uh, really addressed uh, the oil and gas industry's desire to make water an asset and not just a waste. Um, obviously, 2014 brought up a lot of new um, new desires to sort of find ways to save money. And the 2014 paper really addressed the emerging technologies that companies could use to treat their produced water and, and reuse it and really sort of divert this water stream from being only a waste um, and end up in some injection well to, you know, what other areas could these companies use their produced water? And so from that, the 2014 paper came up with a list of recommendations to the legislature that included um, a 
let's see, um, considering recycling tax incentives and uh, a review of the NPDES, the National Pollution Discharge Elimination System for uh, discharging produced water. Um, it also included sort of reviews of the current regulatory framework. And since then, those those recommendations have actually sort of started to move legislation forward, which is very exciting. And so this 2018 update is important to sort of reinvigorate those, those um, processes. Well, you know, I can't think of a better organization to be leading the information on water and recycling than the Texas Alliance. And, and part of it is because there is something that um, I see as a, a person uh, looking at the different organizations. And one of the things that um, seems to be really important to the Alliance is staying ahead of of uh, what the need is and uh, and protecting, of course, the, the members, the operators. There is, uh, when, when I look, I recognize that there are a, a lot of different industries and um, companies that use water just like oil and gas. And um, maybe they are not as fast to come up with the technology and develop it to recycle. The thing that I have found uh, over the years of covering oil and gas is, is really how much the industry really cares about staying uh, in front of the technology or utilizing technology to recycle. And that seems kind of strange when you're talking about oil and gas, but it but it's the truth. Most of the technology that is developed in oil and gas is now used across other spectrums or, or across other platforms. And, and in all actuality, the recycling of water that is now being taken advantage of from municipalities to recycle their water are very much technologies coming out of the need to help recycle in the oil and gas sector specifically. And, um, and that, you know, kind of tells me that the industry itself understands it needs to be dynamic dynamic in, in how it looks at things and continues to invest in uh, finding greater technologies that really improve efficiencies for that purpose, but also help uh, in the uh, environment as well. We are going to have to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to get into the 2018 uh, white paper that the Texas Alliance is getting ready to introduce. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kim Pilato, host of In the Oil Patch Radio Show and president of Future of the Region South Texas. And I'd like to encourage you to join me on September 12th through the 14th at the Texas A&M International University in Laredo, Texas at the Student Center, where we will be discussing some of the most important regional topics for South Texas. The future of the region includes you. Help support the future of the region by shaping your thoughts with other local experts on innovative solutions to challenging regional issues. Help shape the future of the region by sharing your thoughts with other local experts on innovative solutions to challenging regional issues. We encourage you to join us September 12th through the 14th in beautiful Laredo, Texas at the Texas A&M International University Student Center. To learn more about this amazing organization or to purchase a ticket to attend the event, please visit futureregionstx.org. Again, that's futureregionstx.org. 
The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Jim Beck, the chairman of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers. And we're also joined by Kylie Wright, who is the main researcher for the scheduled 2018 release of a white paper coming out from the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers called Sustainable Water Management Policy Regulatory Framework practices and opportunities in the Texas oil and gas industry. Jim, before the break, I, I kind of got on <laughs> a little bit of what uh, my soapbox, if you will, about how really uh, impressed I am by seeing a lot of the industry reinvesting capital to utilize and, and create and uh, bring together the best minds to really create some of the most um, technology savvy type of, of uh, products to help the energy industry be more recyclable and to be more uh, energy efficient. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you see and your thoughts on this uh, topic. Well, you're absolutely correct about that. Uh, when we stop and take a look at what's happened uh, since 2014, that has become one of the major objectives in the industry is to see how we can effectively utilize this produced water to uh, clean it up, reuse it either in the agricultural community for irrigation purposes, or even get it to a position where it can be used as potable water for supplying fresh drinking water to cities that uh, are seeing their wells run dry. And uh, one of the things that came out of the 2014 study was, here are some ideas for the energy industry to consider and a lot of that has been applied, and we've seen a dramatic change from 2014 to 2018, where they've utilized a significant amount of the ideas that were in the original 2014 paper. Very interesting. Now, Kylie, I want to discuss the 2018 white paper. It seems like uh, half the show is taken on getting prepared for it, and it's. Uh, it, I'm excited to see the report, and I'm excited to uh, look and see what is the changes and the difference. I do know that uh, the 2018 paper is going to seek to update the information from 2014, right, in which it's going to look at a myriad of different water management opportunities for the industry to look at the energy industry uh, and the report should supposedly be provided fact-based analysis from all aspects of the produced water including policy uh, recycling discharge seismicity ownership and even infrastructure let's get into some of the specifics uh, if you can give us what we can find in this report that's coming out in november 2018 
Sure, absolutely. Uh, I did quickly want to mention that our 2014 paper is available online at texasalliance.org under our white paper content. Um, so it's it's just an incredibly important time right now to update the 2014 paper. Um, there's a need to update that data that was in the 2014 paper, but there's also sort of a renewed vigor to, you know, keep the industry and the public informed about these emerging technologies that will continue to make this water reuse uh, more efficient. And as the 2019 Texas legislative session approaches, we want to make sure that we frame the issues um, in the oil field before they are framed for us, essentially. And so the 2018 objectives um, are several, not only to make sure the new technologies since 2014 get their chance in the spotlight, but that those technologies are supported by a regulatory framework that protects the environment and the public, but also, you know, encourages oil production and protects our members. And so of, of paramount importance, like I previously said, is that we frame our issues within the industry before someone else does. And so the topics of this paper, as you mentioned, are addressing the current produced water policy framework and the regulatory status of this produced water and making sure that we frame produced water within the industry as an asset, not as a waste. If we're not producing energy in this state, we lose a lot of uh, the rainy day fund, which for most people understand that's where uh, if, uh, this is where we want to be healthy and in case we have a setback, uh, a miscalculation at the comptroller's office, we don't want to see teachers laid off again and hiring freezes on our law enforcement and EMS. And all of these have a potential impact when oil and gas is not doing well in this state. And we also don't like paying more at the pump, which in some ways has a piece in that. But some of the things that are catching my eye are environmental opportunities uh, and pilot projects. Um, this sounds very much about caring about the environment to me. Looking at seismicity, that was a, a big thing. So no one's running away from is there, uh, let's, let's, let's look at seismicity as a topic as well. Um, and of course, uh, ownership of produced water is big if you have those mineral rights. Um, uh, and I just think it's a great opportunity to look at this report and figure out that you guys were not heavy handed on looking at just specifically what's in the best interest of oil and gas. It actually is what's in the best interest of everything when you talk about water usage for this state, which is a very precious commodity. And it's good to see that you all are really taking the lead on this topic and making sure that it's going to be addressed in the legislation. Uh, I agree with you that if y'all are not uh, on this topic, somebody's going to tell that story for you. Um, when we get back, I want to talk about um, the Texas Alliance's role. What are you guys looking for? I know you're looking for some partners and stuff. And so hopefully when we get back from break, we can talk a little bit about that. We do have to take a quick break. You're listening to End the Wolf Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. 
From the industry's toughest frack equipment manufacturer comes the latest innovation in frack sand delivery. Introducing Sandforce, the new frack sand delivery system from Dragon. The unique design, double drop gravity fed discharge system is trailer mounted and unloads the standard 25 tons in less than 12 minutes. So go ahead, give yourself an unfair advantage. Put the power of Sandforce to work for you today. Call 800-231-8198. Again, that number is 800-231-8198 or visit dragonsandforce.com. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. And our guest today is Jim Beck, the chairman of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, along with Kylie Wright, who is the main research lead on an upcoming white paper scheduled to be released on sustainable water management policies. Uh, Jim, I want to turn to you uh, because I know that, um, you know, to create a report like this, uh, it it's going to take a lot of companies and a lot of people. So what is the uh, Alliance, Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, uh, needing at this point, and uh, what are you looking for? Uh, there are two main areas there that we're primarily focused on. Number one is going out and talking to both industry, legislators, and environmentalists to get feedback, to be interviewed for this so that we can create an unbiased and reasonable evaluation of the potential for water there. In addition, we're out there looking for support from the industry um, across the board for our financial moving forward, because uh, we are going to be doing a lot of work. We're going to be talking with a lot of people and pulling together a lot of data that's going to go into the 2018 uh, white paper. And we would love support from any of the industry, uh, both the independents, the majors, and uh, service companies who are going to be intimately involved in handling, processing, and, uh, and moving the water, uh, ultimately to the benefit of uh, the state of Texas. Well, you know, it's powerful um, when you think about how bills get passed and when you go and you talk to your you know, text, when we go and we talk to our Texas legislators and for companies in my mind to to have their logo attached to this white paper and to be a part of the panel possibly that will roll out um, this uh, document in, in uh, Austin, Texas, and of course in Washington, D.C., and to have your company a part of this with your logo, it, it's pretty impressive. It, you feel like you are a part of the process and you're actually a part of the conversation. Uh, there's also some opportunities to co-author some of the section of the paper, too. And obviously, I want to cover that with this being released in 2018 in November, the schedule is probably pretty tight, and so is y'all's budget. So what I wanted to cover is if 
uh, we have any producers or anyone that wants to be a part of this, uh, they probably should email or pick up the phone and call the Alliance quickly because this will be out in just a couple of months. So it's a great opportunity to be a part of something. uh, And it's really good for, I guess, a company to be a part of this. If you're accessing water and utilizing water, Um, we need or you all need um, their involvement as well. I want to close with uh, Jim. Tell me a little bit about what we can expect from the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers. Is there any events coming up? I know I love to attend y'all's Wildcatter events in which it's a great mixer uh, you get to meet a lot of people what's coming uh for the texas alliance of energy producers well there's there's a number of things that are, are coming up it's going to be a very you know we're in the summer doldrums right now but coming up in september it gets very busy but uh, one thing i wanted to emphasize you know the alliance is trying to become a broader based texas organization and we used to have our annual meeting in wichita falls for the last 20 years and it's been very well supported by the uh, local uh, producers. And uh, we have had a number of people, uh, companies come and join us in Wichita Falls for our annual meeting. But next year, our annual meeting is moving to the brand new Irving Convention Center. And we're expecting a tremendous amount of uh, support from the industry, uh, getting back out into the mainstream uh, where it's a little bit easier to get uh, all their equipment and supplies for these expos into Irving. So we're real excited about that. That's going to be next April. And we'd love to have any companies that are going to be involved in activity come to that. As for our plans for the rest of this year, we've got uh, a number of things happening. We have uh, we have a legislative retreat in San Angelo here next week. And then there will be another membership drive and legislative retreat in Abilene. Uh, next month. So we were planning on attending all of those. Plus we've got our wildcatters that we do both in Houston and Wichita Falls, and we'll be sending information out on those. So we're expecting a very active program. And then, as you said, we're going forward with the uh, rollout on the white paper. We want that to be available for the legislative session next year. And that's our objective. And so anybody that's going to have or invest in and help finance this, We'll be going around to legislators um, before the session starts, providing them this information so that they'll have an intelligent base to work off of so that as they're making plans for any future legislation on water, they will have this information available to them. Perfect. And Kylie, last words on, uh, tell me a little bit about the the rollout that you're planning on having uh, 2018's rollout. Where will they be? We are having a rollout in both Washington, D.C. and in Austin. And during those rollouts, we're hoping to bring together the different stakeholders and authors and um, some panelists to discuss the white paper and really just make a last effort to push the information that we present in this white paper sort of to the public and to the regulators so that we can really make an impact with this. Very good. And before we go, Jim, I do want to tell you congratulations as being the new chairman for the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers and look forward to working with you and getting out the message for your 2018 white paper here. Uh, That's all the time that we have for this show. I look forward to probably bringing you guys back on closer uh, to uh, December when the report is out so we can check in with you guys and see how your rollout went and uh, get ready for the upcoming session and see what uh, the alliance will 
need. But until then, I do want to thank you guys both for being on the show. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you and good luck on your 2018 white paper. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks again, Jim and Kylie, for being a guest on our show today. And congratulations, because you guys are going to be the topic of today's trivia question. Hey, email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shalemag.com. And you'll have a chance to win a $75 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, an amazing Brazilian steakhouse. Today's trivia question is, what organization is Jim Beck the chairman of? Remember to email the correct answer to radio at shellmag.com and you'll have a chance to win a $75 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, the Brazilian steakhouse. If you are interested in keeping up with In the Oil Patch Radio Show or the latest issue of Shell Magazine, you can do that. It's free. All you have to do is go to www dot shellmag.com again that's s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g.com and sign up for our free newsletter that is going to wrap up another great show we'll see you next week with more exciting news and insightful interviews until then adios in the oil patch is where together we explore topics that affect us all in oil gas business and in your community every week your host kim Bellotto will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry you'll hear from industry experts elected officials and many more right here on in the oil patch